the internet, and welcome to season 153, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. Oh. Fuck Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Fuck Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Fuck Fondant. It's Monday, September 28th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Certified Wet. Diaper for my sweat. What to do with my hands. It's making me fret. Yeah, I'm standing in line for a Dugarita. Got Doritos on the rim of my Dugarita. No tequila, if you please, virgin Dugarita. That is courtesy of Edmund Alcock. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Cold brew, cold brew, I've had nine So much that I might flatline When I'm podcasting with Jack Drink it up, drink it up, drink it up Zoom on the screen, so much caffeine Gotta try to get by till we get a vaccine Okay, so, I mean, look, we all love our old hip-hop Thank you to Jason Christian Jason C, 1975 Look, you saw saw an inroad with that Fuji's one And then Uh I picked it up And then you said, oh, okay You want some more 90s hip-hop? I said, yes, I do and you yes. came back with Black Sheeps. The choice is yours. Somebody is listening into uh, the music that is playing in my mind when I wake up because that's another one of them. The pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Wait, Every when time you I, wake uh, up? Yeah, when I wake like up, track? just it's, uh, I've always got music coming in, coming through my Holy head. Shit. Just uh, it's almost always '90s hip hop. That sounds like, or like a-, a phrase. If I hear the phrase "pick it up." Like, right. then that is immediately going to trigger that part of that song. Right, like, it's Jack, it's for you, pick it up. Pick, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up! Yeah. No, clo- no, seriously. Your, uh, clothes it's- off the floor, the toys. Um, it's yeah. the office. You need a few. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh, my No, bad. seriously. Uh, it sounds, your boss sounds. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant and talented Tori Williams Douglas! Hey guys! What's, What's welcome up? Welcome back. How are How's you? How's the air been? I've been thinking you were in Portland. Uh, you know, we've been on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the air's been particularly terrible up there. I'm, you know, how, what's, how is it feeling now? A little more sky, a little less particulate matter? Yeah, it started. It's been raining the last two days. So, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it was that was that was rough. That was real yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, we th- I thought we had it bad down here until I like started looking at photos in the north. You're like, ooh, oh my ooh, god, god, sorry. What uh-huh. planet is yeah. this? Yeah, it's, it's it's our planet just with climate fires right. now. Yeah, yeah. Right. throw that on the the menu. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, it makes sense. It's 2020, right? Yeah, 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 that's why I'm like, you know, honestly, like, I feel like we should, if, look, if there is a God, they'll also give us some cool shit in 2020, like, you know. The so I guess there's come. not. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And that's how we'll know, y'all. <laughs> Yo, it's. Give me my alien ships. Oh, all me the too, good people. all the way. I know uh, a friend of a friend who does a really good thing for uh, hungry people in the pandemic just had like a freak accident and is like in the hospital. It's just like, yo, will can we like get bad things to happen to bad people? Maybe right, once, right, right. Every once in a while. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. It's like the it's goods are being picked off. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, 
Oh Anyways. Vente, vente, y'all. That's right. <laughs> vente, vente. Let me get uh, a venti, venti. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let me get a venti, venti, absolute horse shit in a cup, yeah. please. And that's this hot. year. Make sure it's hot. Extra yeah, hot. Like that it's shit. melting the plastic cup. Like please. I don't even want it to function. It's just got to be a fucking mess in my hands. Uh, Tori, uh. we are going to get to know you <laughs> a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. We're going to check in with these missing ballots. The heck's going on with those, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who's telling, who's gassing uh, Donald Trump up about these missing ballots? Uh, we're going to, you know, cut that news with a, with a little Vin Diesel EDM track. Uh, we're gonna yeah, it can't be all that. bad news. You know can't I mean? be all bad news. Sometimes I mean, yeah. it's beautiful news. Sometimes <laughs> it's art that will stand the test of time, like Vin Diesel's EDM track. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson uh, because a court has ruled him to be too full of shit to be taken seriously. Um, I am officially out of patience with this. I mean, it should have been a long time ago, but... Like, how is it still? Well, we'll talk about it. But like, how? Like, if that is going to be an argument for your show, you need to open and close every block with you being like, "And by the way, this is I'm a joke. I'm a clown. I might as well be a WWE wrestler." Hi, I'm Tucker Carlson. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, like, even fucking like Law and Order is kind of like trying to give you something, a little something. And that's scripted, you know, right? Uh, Or cops, they do it. But yeah, I mean, I guess with this, they can't just be like, Tucker Carlson is a is filmed in front of a live studio audience, and everything he's about to say is total horse shit. They, right. They, in fact, wrote, nobody would watch it if he even had like a small disclaimer that was like, uh, you should take all this with a grain of salt because nothing he says is actually researched and it's very, uh, has no grasp on truth. Like that yeah. people watch it specifically for authenticity and because they believe what he's saying is the truth. Oh. Um, and yeah, anyways, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, uh, what names we can look forward to being, uh, the Karens of the future. Uh, we'll talk about the shows we rewatched or the movies we rewatched. We'll talk about, um, possibly we'll talk YouTube infiltrating Netflix, uh, what that oh, looks God. like, all of that. Plenty more, but first, Tori, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, so my search history the last several days has been all of these executive orders that Trump is putting out, because there's mm-hmm. been a lot this month that affects me, people I know personally. So uh, yeah, it was like, I think I think the first... Oh God, I can't, I can't even keep them straight in my head. I think that like the first, the first one I'm thinking of was the patriotic education mandate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. Patriotic yeah. education mandate. Now, just from the name, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. Is that, is that the 1619 one? Well, because he's mad about the 1619 project. Yeah. He decided to start the 1776 commission where we're going to teach American children to love America with all of their heart and all of their soul. His words, not mine. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, having been raised in that environment where mm-hmm. America was the greatest, right? That, that could backfire on him real bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many people were like, dude, you remember in second grade when we fucking learned about Thanksgiving, asshole? 
You're really going to fucking come <laughs> in here talking on some like colonizer shit? Are you what? Dude, you know what we learned back then. We drew, we wrinkled up old brown shopping bags to look like deer skins, and we made problematic Native American art. Uh, and that was that, dude. That was American history, y'all. Come on. Fuck. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what this is going to look like, but his thing about, you know, he's saying, okay, if California schools are teaching 1619 Project, I'm cutting their, we're going to cut their funding, which I guess legally he can't do right now. But then Tom Cotton's like submitted a bill changing that so that they can penalize schools right. that, that teach anyway, history, that teach American history. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't know what the like, I think at that point, it's almost like the only argument they have, you can't say that didn't happen. You know, like this is this is this is I mean, I'm I'm sure okay, they would so want to pretend he, it didn't. So he piles on right with the banning of diversity training for all federal employees. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was that was the that was another executive order. And now he's got this executive order on combating race and sex stereotyping. Um, which mm-hmm. says that federal federal um, dollars cannot be spent on anything saying that racism exists or that sexism exists. Mm. And essentially this goes so far that if you have a grant from the NIH and that is what is funding your research mm-hmm. and like sociology say, right? they're like, you have to return that money. Oh, okay. Which oh, is, now they're calling it back. Yeah, they're like, you can't oh. talk about, you can't talk about, you can't study race or racism if you're getting right. federal funds, and if you do, then we are going to require your grant money back. Wow, I mean, uh, uh mm-hmm. mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. yeah, let's, it's all, you know, it's, it's all happening all at once, you know, it like is. at every, at every level, it's like, let's just try and cut off the oxygen to I people love getting in touch living with in it. a free country. Mm. Yeah, right, freedom, what, I mean, number free? one. What's free though about you know like <laughs> free suffering for, yes, everyone. for everyone unless you have a lot of money and then you could bury your head in the sand and then you know do that. Um, yeah, so basically this whole it's really funny because this whole executive order on like race and sex stereotyping it says like there's so many typos in it, so many okay, typos it's ridiculous. Good sign for an education uh-huh. yes. uh, executive uh, order. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then it's talking about like race and sex scapegoating. Mm. meaning assigning blame, fault, or bias to a race or sex or members of a race or sex because of their race or sex. Mm-hmm. Who who wrote this? Right. Wow. Who wrote this? It's just... I mean, yeah. someone with the idea that, like, that's the way you're going to change the world. You know, like, it's weird that the, their solution is like, okay, well, we're racist, and the way we can keep it, like, moving is that we just tell people to shut up about it. Not that they'll live through it regardless and it will be experienced, but it's like just that. Like, yeah, and then we do that and then uh, that should be fine. It's that should also, buy us a couple The way of it's written, like, is people who don't even have, like, they aren't familiar with the thing they're talking about. Because, like, right. that that wouldn't apply to anything that is being taught because they're they're talking specifics. No, like the that's just the Fox News talking point version of things like that the... 1619 project is gonna be like all men are bad and like all you know whites are bad and like that's not nobody that's not what it is it's actually just telling you the true story of like what happened so like even your wording around that doesn't apply but obviously they'll find a way to fuck it up 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's that like parent solution of like, where'd you hear that? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Right. This is what happened. And you're like, all right, fool, what? And then you're like, dude, my parent is a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, like, then you start like going through some shit. And you're like, man, all that was bullshit. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's such a like a superficially cynical move that really is just it's it's terrible to see. But I, I, I mean, it just speaks to the desperation and the lack of any kind of thought that really goes into just being a out of control racist. Right, and it's one of those underrated ways that it can always get worse because you do this to the education now, then you have a whole generation of people who are uh, miseducated about, you know, racism. And then like things start just disappearing from history and you have a whole new status quo of horrible that you, your mind couldn't have even conceived of because you were dealing with reality. Mm. So good times. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I just I'm tired of people saying yeah, how could it get worse? It it can get way uh-huh. fucking worse. Well, this it is the thing. It's way, almost like way worse. It, it were, it's sort of the same sort of uh, that saying that was going along with like any genocide or like the Holocaust of like first they came for this group and I said nothing, then they came right. for this group and I still said nothing. And there's there's a large group of Americans that are currently saying nothing. Right. Well, they are coming for us mm-hmm. or other people or other mm-hmm. marginalized groups. And it's funny because like RBG's death sort of set this subtle realization off for some people. Being like, oh shit. Right. It could be like abortion stuff now. It wasn't just like draconian immigration laws and uh, things that were disenfranchising voters of color and things like that. It's like, oh, these other things. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's almost like it's been, they've been coming for everyone this whole time. I sound like William Shatner in that Twilight (laughs) Zone thing. There's something on the wing. Uh, And they're like, they're like, yeah, all right, bro. We're going to have to handcuff you because you're freaking everybody out. I'm like, I'm not joking, man. This motherfucker, you know, we've been, people have been trying to say shit. Um, And yeah, for, I think that's why the other day when we were talking about, what a coup could look like or what the response is like some people just truly don't have the imagination that their lived experience could be as bad as what we're seeing happening to other people. It's like, well, I'm not an immigrant. It's like, but that's how they're treating human beings. And all they have Mm -hmm. to do is just change the definition of what a citizen is. And now guess Mm -hmm. who's an immigrant, you know? And it's just, it's, you know, you have to be a little more flexible and I know it's uncomfortable because it truly is alarming to think that far, but you also need that to truly motivate yourself to, act in ways to help your community and preserve, you know, whatever this democracy or whatever the fuck this experiment is. Yeah. Educating yourself also, uh, like doing things, practical things, listen to how to citizen with bear Tunde, uh, which like gives you actual practicable, like small steps that you can take. Um, And like uplifting. Cause he has like great guests on and people who are just taking things into their own hands or experts who yeah. have all this knowledge to share with people. And it's very empowering because you realize how much what it means to be a citizen. Yeah. And Baritone Day used to like be editor, like one of the heads of The Onion and worked at The Daily Show. So he's like a real funny dude, too. People should check that shit out. Now, uh, Tori, what is something you think is overrated? Mm, I I gotta go with living in an anarchist jurisdiction. It's very overrated. <laughs> According to Bill Barr, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't know what it means. I, I I'm waiting for them to tell me what this means, but it's 
you know, everything seems normal. It's very yeah. just normal Portland. This is how Portland has always been. Mm-hmm. And right. it just usually isn't on the news. So that's cool. But yeah, um, right. it's fun to say, though. It is fun to tell people now that I right. live in an anarchist jurisdiction. I know. <laughs> I hope to see those uh, at the airport. Yes. To, like, on the, the postcard store. Uh-huh. Right, like, you know, like a shirt that says, like, I went to an anarchist jurisdiction and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we yeah. need to make that. We need to put that uh, it's out. So for the... stupid. I mean, like, what the fuck does that mean? It's it's just so, I mean, because purely it's for labels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I wonder what, like, conservatives who live in Portland say to, like, you know, like, if they live there and, like, their friends who are just, like, mainlining QAnon and Fox News shit are like, so how bad is it there, man? Are you, like... You fighting off hordes at your doorstep with your <laughs> AR, and they're like, "What do they got to say?" They're like, um, "Yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's an yeah. a total anarchist jurist." Uh, uh, did you say uh, macchiato for for Toby? Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucked. It's, it's uh, there. Oh my god, there's a cop car just exploded. Uh, I think that? I gotta go. What was that uh, dude, the like mega dude who was always talking about going to a liberal coffee shop oh, or something? Oh, yeah. Going undercover yeah. at a Charlie liberal Kirk? coffee shop? No, no, no. Yeah. That was- I think it was. It was someone like Tra- Charlie Kirk, a Jace, if not um, Charlie Kirk himself. Yeah. Or what's his face? The other. Sitting in a, sitting in a hipster coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Overheard. And I overheard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jacob um, Wool. Jacob Wool. Jacob, Jacob Wool. That's my yeah. man. They're all the same. Yeah, that's the uh, he's the best. His but I guess yeah, that's Talk the thing. about it's people like, who have an imagination. I mean, there. I mean, like I think liberals who are lazy with their viewpoint on what a conservative person is thinks everyone is like a truck driving, you know, right. boat mm-hmm. rider or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think uh, with it's all transportation based, boat rider, boat rider <laughs> with a big belly. Yeah. <laughs> you can say it's fucking like lib version of a, of a Trump voter, but. The the same things like the other way where it's easy to be like, yeah, man, like I'm sure uh, leftists just are like living in a state of chaos where like even at their dinner tables, they have black masks on and they yell at each other across the table and like cook their food with Molotov cocktails and shit. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't watch HGTV. Wait, they watch- to say the part that's not true. Yeah, right. That's all. That's all real. You want another burger? Hey, fill up another Corona bottle with some gas, real quick. Toss it at this ground beef pack. Uh, Tori, what is something you think is underrated? Right now, I have to go with teachers. Mm. Yo, fuck yeah! Oh my gosh, I just like last I saw six teachers in the U.S. have died from COVID nineteen, and I am like, as someone who is super adamant about. Supporting public schools, that's just getting to me. So I just, I really want to give all the teachers a raise and a hug, but we can't do that right now. So that's, that's after the pandemic. But um, yeah, so trying to figure out ways to um, support teachers right now because they are doing, they're doing the work. So are there funds that are just like out there supplementing teachers income? I'm sure there are, right? Well, there's cla- you can buy classroom supplies. There's a website specifically for teachers to list the classroom supplies that they need right. that they you know would otherwise have to pay for out of their own pocket. So there's lots of really cool options that way. And then yeah, yeah. that's cool. That that's I, cool that they usually have to buy their supplies. It's real cool. I love that. I love how much we love kids in this country. Right. Yeah. Themselves. I don't All know, lives you matter. Figure it out. Like you're <laughs> all lives matter. Like, pro life. 
Fuck like the kids, though. <laughs> like you're some sort of hobbyist. You're just buying all the supplies yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan would even be like, God damn, hold on. Y'all are going too far with this fuck them kids stuff. You know, like, I miss her. You know, even fuck them him. kids. But you got to do the bare minimum. And right. it's, yeah, or it turns into, you know, one of those feel good stories about like, this teacher was on a plane and mentioned like how she needed money to. Educate oh, the next yeah. generation, and then they yeah. put took a hat around, and she got three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> oh God, let's you know, let's put that in a nice clippable Twitter video, and everyone can be like, "What the? F-? Uh, I think we just need to get angry at the leadership here." Mm-hmm. The other thing is just because the pay is just so criminally low. I think mm-hmm. you, it, this shit should be you should be a high a top level earner if you are educating people because it's like that's I whatever you know yeah. we get it. It's, it's like yeah. it's just more profitable to have a bunch of dumb people you can just throw a few memes at and they think China created all of your problems. Right. Um, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Okay, this might be a little bit controversial, but a myth. America is a democracy. That is a myth. America was not designed to be a democracy which is why it's not functioning as one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I think it's why we're all falling apart at the seams. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we uh, America was designed to be a constitutional republic. Right. right. And right. only certain people were supposed to have access to any kind of political or social power whatsoever, because which makes sense when you have millions of slaves, millions of indigenous people, like clearly you have to design a system where just you can be in charge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Otherwise, right, right. otherwise it's anarchy, you guys. Um, but yeah, that's that's what this is. I'm on a kick about this right now. America is not a democracy, and you know, if you wander over to like the Heritage Foundation, they'll just straight up tell you that it's not, and it's right, not right. supposed to be. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, why it's not working. We could try a democracy. That'd be cool. Let's give oh, it a shot. Oh, come on. Don't be so cynical. It's working, I think. I mean, you can try that in your anarchist uh, jurisdiction. <laughs> anarchist. <but laughs> your Anarch. antichrist district. Yeah. Ooh, but uh, like we're over here, we're not, we're not messing with that. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. What a... Yeah, it's just such a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... It, and it also just lays bare. You know, like, it really is like the ripple effects of what the constitution actually was. Like mm-hmm. it's not for all people. This all the, you know, all like, and if people want to fucking circle jerk around the constitution, be like, yo, read this shit. You know what I mean? And think about how, what the, the whole plan, the whole point of it is. And yeah, that's why we're here. It's not like they started like, all right, we as Americans know that there are weak people and us as those with people of means must take care of everyone because this is America, land where we treat everyone fairly and equitably, regardless of their race, creed, religion, or status in society. Like, but you know what I mean? It's just like, nah, man, hey, you got land? Okay, cool. You got slaves? Okay, cool. You a man? Cool. You white? Okay, great. Uh, all right, so we're going to run shit. <laughs> I mean, it's a page one rewrite in the sense that it's like control all... Control F, like replace all, but (laughs) like, do you, do you need, like, it seems like it's salvageable if you just like make some very like broad, like change white male landowner to, you know, I don't know. And like, we've tried to do that. Yeah. Humans and make it human rights instead of, it just seems like that's that unspoken, 
white maleness of yeah. of that version of the of the Constitution is kind of they will fight to the but death to keep I, that. But you know, like, look, whether it's the, you know, whatever the fuck the grand jury trial was for Breonna Taylor and whatever evidence, yeah. we don't know what the fuck happened there, right? Um, and we are still trying to find out. Or, you know, at all the people's rights who are infringed upon. Like, America just always has this thing. Like, their best thing is trying to figure out how to, like, carve up one life into being less than worth less than one life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, all right. So, one person made three fifths of one guy is this person. And then let me say this person. Okay. So, 15 of them will give, will equal one regular person. <laughs> and you're like, we still, we're like, that mentality sort of echoes still that in that we see inhumane treatment of people constantly. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the system is working as designed, which is remix not, the constitution not working for most people. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shit. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. I'm sorry. No, that's. <laughs> this is, but hey, you know, this is, I think, honestly, this is part of the process. You know, you have to kind of fully get your head around every. I mean, I think for a certain group of people, you could look at America and say, yeah, we have a lot of work to do. There's some people who are gradually getting there like, oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of yucky. And now right. some people are like, okay, yeah, maybe we have to do more. But this is the thing. like, You also got to get to that point where you can honestly look at it and be so bummed the fuck out about it that you can be moved to be on the right side or do something productive. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I think getting cynical about it is like I understand that feeling. But, right. you know, this thing, this thing, you know, we we have a shot if more people can sort of remind themselves of like what. Yes, yes, that is exactly is it. I mean, that's like the point of the Electoral College, right? That's the point of the Senate is that you have to have significantly more people voting a certain way in order to make the process like slightly more democratic. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So if more people are willing to show up, that that's all we need. Really, like if you if enough people were willing to show up and there are enough non-voters who are not abstaining for like personal morality reasons, like there's enough of us to like make a difference, but I think that there's so many people still who are have enough privilege to be mostly unaffected. Right. Um yeah. so or they're just straight up like accelerationists too. That's who true. Just like, Oops, yeah, fuck yeah. it. No, like it actually needs to like it needs to be Trump so people take the streets. And like seize the means of production, and we're talking about like flipping this whole thing over. So it all depends on your road to like where how we get the equity. But I think it's like hard too because some people just feel like okay, vote then what? Right. right. And it's like right because then yeah, vote and then actually you're gonna have to stay engaged now. That's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point. Actually, yeah. it's not yeah. vote and then like go back to sleep. Fool. You have yeah. to keep the pressure on, otherwise we lose. We immediately start losing any ground that we could potentially gain. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we really saw that with Obama and just oh, like the yes. hemorrhaging of like local seats, right? Like Democrats lost twelve hundred, sixteen hundred state absurd, yeah. seats in like the state legislatures. Um, it was it was a wild number, and so yeah, I think that we really have to be aware of like we got to keep got to keep your foot on the gas if you want to keep yeah. this train moving. That's not trains don't have gas, do they? No, I mean I don't know. Some of them diesel. Hey, open up, diesel open trains up that have steam gas. Valve, you know, <laughs> not all steam locomotives these days. Come on, you got electric. You got your diesel. Maglev. Uh, I, I know way engineer. more about this shit now than I should. Uh, oh, yeah, right. All Kids all the <laughs> yeah. I would just say, like, in terms of the cynicism thing, like, there's 
when you look at the things that we have that are good, that uh, do you know help people lead their lives and that do function as safety nets for people who are less advantaged, like those require action and they've required, like when you read the history of, you know, just any history where good things have happened, it's a bunch of, you know, actions taken by smart people who are motivated. So it's not like they we can't afford to be cynical because there's just like so much, so much work to do. And like by doing good work, like small, uh, you make small incremental changes like that does add up over time. But yeah, and also it's like it's work. like it's like it's like you're used to like not driving a car and you're always being or like used to being driven around on yes. how like this government is functioning in the direction of the country. Like I vote for someone and like they take care of it. I don't I can't really be engaged with it. But unfortunately, the people who've been driving it are been the same fucking people for the last fucking four decades, basically. And they're fall they've been falling asleep at the wheel as they drive, crashing it into shit. And they're like, yo, what the fuck is going on up there? Like, as this car is fucking up. And now I think that's what we need is more people to actually look at how it's being driven and begin to see that, like, we actually have a role that more people have to be engaged in how this is moving versus a more passive thing of, like, every two years, I just, I look at a list of how to check a box when I go to a polling place rather than actually thinking of, like, okay, well, this is what a shared vision could be of education, of a financial system, of housing, of uh, mental health support, all those things, uh, rather than just like, I'll leave it up to the person with the letter next to their name that I, I think I agree with. It's just not, we, we can't do that anymore. We're also, I'm seeing mentioned more and more, we're also being ruled by a gerontocracy, the Right, that just the oldest fucking people who out of any developed nation moral, yeah, whose moral center, whose like just existential, experiential center is from a different time. Like they've accumulated a bunch of experiences that are no longer relevant, but because of the system that we have in place, it's just you know inertia is more important than who's actually going to be the best at leading and bringing new ideas that actually work and help people. They should have a thing like where if you if you're a sitting like uh, politician like at the federal level and someone tricks you with an email scam, you lose <laughs> your seat. <immediately>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, our jo- our company does like has these like sneaky little. Uh, they're not that sneaky to be honest, but like people, you know, they try and do a phishing scam on you, and if you fall for it, it's not a real phishing scam, but it's like it's like yo. Hey, my man, like you gotta slipping. You gotta pay more attention to this shit. Yeah. Uh like they need to do that nationally for politics. Because yeah. like, uh, oh really? You thought if you click this link here and enter the last your birth date and last four of your social that you, you were gonna see a video of you know Nancy Pelosi <laughs> in a strip club? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Ron Johnson, you've got to go. Oh my Uh, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, so we're hearing rumblings, uh, started hearing rumblings towards the end of of last week of the missing ballot story uh, that is going to be uh, giving us all hypertension for the next month and a half. Uh, Just a, you know, I I feel like this has, this has strong her emails, energy, strong. uh, Oh yeah. 
Yes, like so. But this those is, nine ballots. They uh, the story is that they claim to have found nine Trump ballots in a garbage can somewhere, and it was like military. Well, they just they're like discarded. Discarded, they, you know, like right. not on its way to be processed. Is this right. is this like is this like the cop who found the tampon in his frappuccino situation? Feel, is that is that, that where too. we're at? Strong. It's a version of that where okay. like you you sort of need a story to help the narrative along. <laughs> Got it. You know, where it's like it's so bad for those murderers in uniform that people are are fake putting things in there. They're actually it's so bad for them. They're putting things in their own drinks. in their own drinks. Yes, they okay. feel so right. they're so guilt ridden. That they're putting tampons in their own Starbucks. Okay, I also, I have a logistical question, having never actually been to a polling place. So the ballots are sealed, right? And to be valid, they have to be sealed with your signature on them. So you're telling me that these nine ballots were opened illegally by someone and read. I think so. Yeah, I, no, I think it was like that they, this is, so this is where it gets so fishy, right? It's just right. that they said these military ballots, there were nine that have, you know, they, they, they've just been, they, they were in a dumpster. What happened? And so the, the, the first story came out when a, the, like a local U.S. attorney's office just specifically was like, we found nine ballots for President Trump in a dumpster. We are investigating this. And all these former DOJ people, lawyers are like, how the fuck are you going to get this specific about a case you are just starting to investigate and announce right. that publicly? Like right. you would never say... We found nine ballots for Trump in the dumpster. Like if it if it was a real investigation, it would have been something like there were maybe some kind of irregularities with ballots. It's being investigated rather than giving right. this thing of specifically creating the narrative of like, man, Trump voters are being fucked with essentially. And right. all of, all roads lead back to fucking Bill Barr on this. That he personally briefed the president on this whole thing, and that set off the thing where Trump went on Fox News and like, there's something about the Trump ballots and dumped in a garbage can, da, 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 da. and that you know, then right wing media like is now just salivating over this. But the thing that's wild is now that it turns out only seven of the ballots could be discernibly shown to like be cast for the president. And there, it's more than likely that it was human error because the way it was being processed, like the ballots looked the same for overseas deployment versus people who were on base. And like a lot of the people at the office, like, oh, that's probably just a mis like, to be honest, a mistake. But this is where, you know, they need these to, to sow these seeds. They shouldn't been, know who was voted for. Like, right. if these were legit ballots, they should not have been opened. Someone yeah. found them. Like, so they right. shouldn't know who, who, they shouldn't know. They shouldn't have You're read. missing the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> no, I'm saying Trump it's illegal are in the to garbage. open other people's ballots. It is illegal. No, no, no. Shouldn't it be Before fairly... that, before right. that, they were in the garbage, though. So Wouldn't that was the first easy? bad thing. Just that was like, the first Okay, go reach out to the person who cast the ballot. Be like, okay, did you... I don't know. Is it it just seems like so straight, straightforward. Uh, and yet... Um, I, I've been saying for a while now that I'm worried about a false flag attack, like, cause that's what Putin did to consolidate power. We know Trump, uh, is absolutely horny for Putin, but this is like such a small, like, I hope this is as far as they go in the, in the false flag direction. I mean, he, I, I mean, that's the thing. It wouldn't, Trump is incapable of keeping a secret. Right. Say so like, you know, you're probably going to see some kind of violent event. In a U.S. city, uh, let's call it—I don't know. 
Well, well, I don't know. It could be random. It could, it could be somewhere me and Bill talked about. But anyway, you should look <laughs> forward to that in a couple of days, about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, like, that's he'd say that shit. But I guess right. that's where Bill Barr, I think, is more. He's the one who's the fucking, he's, um, he's fucking Palpatine. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like Palpatine mixed with a minion. He looks a little bit like a minion with. He looks like the baby from dinosaurs. Yeah, not the mama. Yeah, look at the baby from dinosaurs and Bill Barr. They have like you know similar snouts. 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 So cute. <laughs> oh, they're snouts. Oh, no, that's the cutest anyone's <laughs> ever made Bill Barr sound. Ever. <laughs> get his snout. Get this. All right, let's uh, cleanse our souls with a little uh, EDM. So we've Vin Diesel is you know contains multitudes and Fuck yeah so you know he's he's the tough guy from fast and the furious he's Groot. he's also like his background is as a dancer uh he's also a D enthusiast uh but almost uh, got in a fight with him in a club in tokyo yeah he's also somebody who tried to get in a fight with miles at a club in he tokyo had, yo he had famously. a fedora made of a fedex envelope it looked it was a trash ass hat, and me and my homies started booing him. And he like they asked us to leave the club because we got <laughs> his face. We were drunk. I was like, "Yeah, nice hat. Ooh, look at look at your FedEx ass envelope hat. Fuck you, Vin. Fuck Fast and Furious. It was stupid. You know, you're fucking nineteen and yeah, upset at the world. And you take it out on Vin Diesel. I mean, as stupid as that might have been on your part the wearing a, a fedora made of a fedex envelope is far stupider so. it's stupid it was yeah. like if you saw it you would have been so pissed off because you know it was <laughs> it wasn't like a rigid paper one you know like it's like that sort of papery fabric like the yeah. lightest kind of fedex yeah. envelope but it's yeah. not quite paper so it can withstand you know shipments yeah that was like the fabric and it was stitched all it was so stupid but this is okay this sounds this like head. something that Japanese people would try to sell to American tourists to me. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it definitely feels like a thing. He was like, hey, what's, what's good with the Japanese fedoras? <laughs> or whatever, however he talks, yeah. you know, like, but like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how he talks for real. But I will it's definitely not his that, but I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. It's so, like, that video of him breakdancing is pretty funny, though. Yeah. So, anyways, now he is a, he's an artist, a, a EDM okay. musician. Is that what? Yes. Yes, he's got a new track called Feel Like I Do. And when you okay. say a new track, is this but like the latest from him? Is he? No, I think this is probably his first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless, I mean, I don't know. I can't say, you know, I'm not, I'm not very versed in his entire catalog, but I suspect this is the debut single from one Vin Weasel. And is it good? it's by, uh, uh, he collab with DJ Kygo. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what that means. But let's listen in because his voice is kind of interesting. Uh, so I just want to let y'all know, like, just listen up for his voice. I don't know. He's got like there's yeah. something about his voice. That kind of works. It sounds for like me. A, his voice. His voice. It's works. soulful. 
It's yeah. so fogum that, but it sounds like a cam, like cameo, like word up. But if it was like chopped and screwed, <laughs> like I, I think I he know. could feature on some like some EDM stuff. I don't, I don't know about him like having a recording career or anything, but like, yeah, that that was okay. That okay. was very, very uh, as DJ Daniel called it, Beach House, uh, not like the band Beach House, but like House for the Beach. Mm. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I hope Kyle. I hope that I hope that I mean because he's fifty three, oh. right? So let's context. Yeah, but, we, uh, but you know, um, you could said, actually ain't nothing but a number, right? You could also be sued by his uh, agency for saying that. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I, that apologies to Wikipedia for my false information. <laughs> um, I really he's hope that, like, two. after I, I mean, the song is okay. I, you know, what I really want him to do is a cooking show on Netflix. Um, (laughs) I think that is like after he's done with his music thing, like a cooking Netflix, please. If you're listening, like give an easel a cooking show. This would like my life. Yeah. Really? So full. What do you, what's, what 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 do you see that show looking like? It's just him in his kitchen. He's like, Hey, he can bring his, he can bring his, he can bring his little buddies in for like each episode and they can like make a dish together. Oh, bro. What is this? (laughs) Souvlaki. It's, wow! This is how he talks. This, I'm so confused. This is throwing me off so much. Like, is so, I know. Like Miles has great impressions, <laughs> oh and then Vin Diesel is like, <laughs> I just so like it. Far it's, off. It's, it's like it's an like energy. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what? What is? Hey, you sound like kind of a, a New York uh, plumber or something. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> and he could like uh, make cocktails, and right, then they right, could, like right. sit down and like drink and just give like life advice because he's kind of at that like age right where he's got like lots of life experience and like some wisdom or whatever to pass on to the youths yeah. i just think mm-hmm. it would be awesome he seems like a very um fun person to hang out with which i know everybody says about everyone so whatever but right he parties i would Does he? i would like he to see yeah uh, i've seen i've seen him i've seen i've seen him out a couple times and i've been pretty impressed <laughs> see, how hard this is, he goes this is exactly yeah. okay this is why miles this is mm. why i want the cooking show is because i like i know i cannot hang right 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 like, right then goes hard i know uh-huh. that i cannot hang so like in a kitchen the cooking show right give me give me the kitchen right like Let's have some conversations because I know that right, I can't go as hard as wine in this sauce. Stop, stop with the voice. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit for the Christ. sauce, a little bit for me. Miles, a lot for stop. me. <laughs> oh fuck! Okay. Um, that is something that there. There's a. I know there's a British show where people like get drunk together, like a late night show where people like part of the fun is that people actually get drunk. But I feel like America doesn't have that cultural like mm-hmm. touchstone where you can get drunk with a famous person and see like that they're a fun hang when they're having a couple drinks. Oh shit! Yeah, because every that's like every publicist's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, hold right. on, you want to film my client just get absolutely shit housed on camera? Right. No, no, we can't do that. We can't. Yeah, do that. but I'm sure some of them. I'll let be Vin do that. Lot, but right. Not my other clients. <laughs> I can't control Vin. Um. Anyways, or rather, uh, I'm sorry. Let's use his Christian name, Mark Sinclair. Oh, so wait, cute. Vin Diesel is named Mark Sinclair. <laughs> Look, I hate to do it, y'all. I hate to say, I hate to drop that nugget on y'all, but Vin is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, finally, just while we're on the subject of uh, important news, Karen McDougal uh, sued Tucker Carlson for whatever, slander, libel, whichever (laughs) of those applies. Uh, And the case was thrown out because the judge uh, said that nobody could possibly take Tucker Carlson seriously. I'm tired of this defense. It happened with Alex Jones, even though he eventually did have to pay people some money. It's not true. It's just not accurate. It's not how people like I remember like even the daily show I remember back in the day John Stewart's daily show they were like what we come on after like crank yankers no one takes us seriously but that's not like people if you are giving actual opinions on real facts like you need to take that 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 is a responsibility and like this shit is I'm tired of right wing people getting getting away with this like I mean, it, we we make it clear off the rip with our terrible singing like look i hope you didn't tune in for you know the height of you know this is not the salons of the intelligentsia of years past uh (laughs) but yeah well yeah let's be real yeah this is probably this is probably the most uh, intelligent podcast you could ever listen to but yeah there is this thing of it's it's weird that the judge's thing is like a reasonable viewer could conclude that Tucker Carlson's rants, like you would take those with an quote an appropriate amount of skepticism because of his quote reputation. But right. I'm like, nobody's nobody watching him is like. Now, come on, now we we know what happens when Tucker comes on. We got to be we got to be a little skeptical because we know he comes he comes in a little hot. So let's not take everything as a gospel truth unless he's talking about defending white supremacy and dismissing violence against unarmed black people. Okay, um, now let's see what he says. Oh yeah, this is all true. This is all facts. This is all facts. Yeah. Um. Anyways, fuck Tucker Carlson. I think <laughs> I've said that once, once or twice before. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And a redditor, Tim Burr. Uh, mm-hmm. But the I and Tim is a one, so uh, <laughs> in case there were any any conf- there's any confusion about this, we're crediting the right redditor. But yes, yes. and underscore uh, and it's B U R R. Full disclosure. Yes, yes. Anyways, Tim Burr went and did the research and figured out what the future of Karens looks like. Yeah, just based on that. The number of births, you know, number of births, number of names. Uh, Karen is. At the peak right now of, you know, the type of people, uh, the age of people who are going to be uh, calling the police on you for doing something inside your own house. Uh, Mm -hmm. and Or that you're dribbling a basketball too loud. Well, that's totally understandable. I mean, excuse me. So like they come from down the street. I remember this woman said that when we were kids and we were dribbling in someone's driveway. You're dribbling too loud. I'm like, what the what? Yeah. Okay. Do you have another ball? Do you have some cool. new ball technology? Because I can't hoop without dribbling the fucking thing. Ball technology ball. sounds amazing. I hope that this is like. <laughs> I hope this gets funded by like a VC. Honestly, firm. that would probably how you would get men more interested in male birth control if you called it ball, ball technology. technology. <laughs> They're like, yo, dude, you got the latest in ball tech. They're like, yeah, dude, I got the on-off switch to my, oh my like gosh. Bluetooth vasectomy. Why can't they? Why can't they use their powers 
for something good. Like I mean, look, if the, yeah, male if if you can get people to sign up for the army by making that shit look like Call of Duty in the commercials, right. you could probably do something with ball tech. You know, it's like got a date balls deac. <laughs> <laughs> and like you do all this shit although that's not what's happening you just get a vasectomy right but the commercial looks like that yeah and then mm, like, yeah man i, I like gotta this. get the ball tech. I like this. yeah the exactly marketing. it's that's just marketing it's marketing is that's marketing. all america is it's marketing mm-hmm. you know yeah so anyway right. back to karen's <laughs> back to karen's karen's have had their run and up next watch out for the lisa the lisa mm. is our next karen lisa is going to reign supreme as the person Calling the police on your uh, friends and children of color uh, throughout the late 2020s. Uh, yeah. At which it's, point they will be replaced by the Jennifer. Jennifer's uh, will take over in the 2030s and then will be replaced by the Jessica in, in the 2040s. Yeah, because the way you look at it, right? Like all the Karens were born between like 1945, like truly the boomer to, and then like it started, it like really like probably peaked around like 1972, something like that. Right. And then you go to Lisa's. Lisa's had their huge peak in like the, like, well, what is this? Late 60s. 60s, Yeah. Yeah, Late 60s and 70s. Yeah. Jennifer's are truly like in the solidly in the mid mid seventies uh, into the eighties, and then the Jessicas are like the eighties and nineties. So, so Jessicas when, are going to be the Karens of millennials. Yes, right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So like Lisa's, because I feel like if Karens are the boomers, right? Mm-hmm. Then of Karens, get, yes. Yeah. Then Lisa's are Lisa's and Jennifer's are sort of the Jennifer Xers. Yes. Uh, right. Probably, and then we got. It's funny because I dated two Jessicas uh, in my lifetime as, as as a young man. It was such a popular name. I think that that's yeah. like literally all he's looking at here is it was Jessica was the most popular name for like 12 years or something. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, it takes more than just a name uh, to display that kind of behavior. But in my mind, I'm thinking about people I know who like I know Elisa who is like a Karen. And is, she's, like, she's Karen already Karen. Yes. She's Karen. And I know and I know a couple of. Jessica's and Jennifer's that I yep. could possibly see a future early Karens, as, yeah, yeah, like uh, aspiring Karen, aspiring, yeah, oh. right, and yeah, it, it's interesting because there's also something with like the fall off. I think like yes. you need you need a brief like uptick and then a fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably, it's because these kids are just so horrible that everybody meets them and is like, "We can't name our kids that no, shit." We're <laughs> done, done. <laughs> Calling it Lisa off. sucks. Did you oh, meet that Jen. girl, Lisa, down the street? Um, but yeah, cause cause like Catherine or Sarah or like names that are pretty, yeah, that don't have the peaks right. and valleys. Elizabeth is one that comes to Elizabeth, mind. Like that's been like solid Mary, for a long time. Although exactly. Mary's probably fallen off quite a bit, but. Gertrude, uh, Gertrude, you know your yeah. evergreens. Hot girl names, your you evergreens. Know? <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about what you guys rewatched and what I watched. Uh, okay, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched a movie called Animal Crackers. It was completed in 2017. Hit the festival circuit in 2017. Apparently, there's a festival for children's animated movies. Uh, and okay. then just re- released now uh, because it was just had such a bad rollout. Um, 
That is called Animal Crackers. You guys watched The Kissing Booth 2. Yeah. Mm. Electric Boogaloo. Okay, uh-huh. no. No. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the worst joke on the internet. Uh, the yeah, Such a bad I, joke that white supremacists have now <laughs> taken it and made it yeah, they're like, like their What's rallying that? cry. They're like, breaking? What are you talking about? The, the sweeping scene with Turbo from the first one. Yeah. Boogaloo shrimp, asshole. Anyway. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Kissing it was, booth it was, too? It was, it was cute and um, dull. Yeah. Dull. Yeah. A bit dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit like day old uh, microwaved fried chicken. Okay. Something, you know, it's like, it just, uh, it, I don't know. It, you know, it has like all these things like it's trying to do because they're sort of like Molly Ringwald is in it. Like she's been in, she was in the first one too, as like one of the moms where there's sort of these like nods to these tropes of these kinds of films that were like high school friend films from the eighties and nineties. There was like one attempted like slapstick physical comedy sequence that like fell so short. I was like, Oh, they almost didn't know. And they gave up on that. Okay. Uh, let's see what other tropes like using the school's PA system as like uh-huh. a, 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 a like to just sort of trigger any like massive plot point to like embarrass someone or declare love. You love a high school PA system that was so readily accessible to the student body. Um, I mean, but that yeah. was true, right? Like, did you do PA stuff? We did. PA resistance. You had to go to the. You had to go to like a fucking. You had to go through like five office doors at my high school right. to get to that thing. Like you, you couldn't, couldn't hijack it. To it. Right. No. 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 I mean, um, okay. So I think that they intended. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the intended audience for this movie was like junior high. Forty girls. year old men. What? Okay. <laughs> 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 We're on the same page here for sure. Yes. Perfect. Uh. Yeah. No. I don't. I, like that's who I felt like would find it fun. Yeah. And interesting. I love, you know, because here's the thing, like, you know how movies inform half the shit you do as a kid? Like, it'll it'll tell you, like, how you dress, how you talk, you know, like, you just, like, who who among us didn't see some shit on TV and be like, I'm that person now when I go to school Monday. Oh, yeah. Just wait till I pull up with this TV energy <laughs> or movie energy. I just picked up some bad fucking I feel fucking like habits. movie characters are our Greek gods, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're yeah. who we, like, mm-hmm. model ourselves after and I mean, who, like, think tap how into many, something. Or, like, how many kids were Jim Carrey? <laughs> In the nineties, oh, you know, like somebody that was their whole person. Like, yo, oh. Somebody stop me from talking to you. You have any again. idea how many rooms I told people to not go in? <laughs> Do not go in there. <laughs> or just Woo! open a sliding glass door that's yeah. soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, great scene. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like there is definitely some kids who I thought were the funniest humans on the planet. Who were all Jim Carrey right, impressions. Right. Yeah. And they just had better facial control than most 12-year-olds. Right. Uh, the <laughs> thing with like this, though, is like I like how like the main characters, like their dream school is Berkeley. So like they've already incepted the minds of kids to go to like Lib Anarchist Central <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> where like Berkeley is like the it's more coveted than Harvard, basically, because her boyfriend goes to Harvard, but she's still a senior. And she's like, but I want to go to Berkeley with my best friend. And like there's a whole sequence where, like, if you don't know about Berkeley, it's like the coolest school in the country. It's in Northern California. They do like a whole. They thrill. do a whole thing about it, yeah. and it's it's what I find really funny about this. That part is that she is really into L is really into it because that's where her mom met her best friend, and <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, are people really that jazzed about the college that their parents went to? It depends. Some are. I remember like some kids. 
I remember I had I had homies who were like, yo, my parents were there, but like, I can't get in there, so I'm not going to apply. Like, but they would have okay. wanted to if they okay. could afford it okay. and had the grades for it. But I don't know. I think it all depends on how much your parents talk about it. Like, my mm. mom went to like college in Japan, so I was like, I was going to go to Japan or whatever. And my dad was like an artist, so I was just like, what? Just honor your trippy side, <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how I feel like it goes in waves, like that the cool college to go to in movies, like for a period, I think was Duke and there was like Georgetown for a while. I remember that was the school he went to in term or not Terminator Transformers two, um, mm. and Berkeley. It's like the fashionable one. And then Harvard's just always there as like the brand that equals smart. Right. But yeah, you got that big wall street energy going to Harvard. Mm. The uh, there was you know uh, the, the other thing that was they always you know like it's meant for the younger people I guess although I found a lot of the scenes quite moving and I had some revelations of my own as I engaged <laughs> with this piece of uh, cinema that the analysis uh, about the insecurities over high school relationships that carry into the university period I found to be really um, eye opening. And I didn't realize a lot of those insecurities I was experiencing myself at the time. And it took this film for me to realize that that was happening. So I really I really like how they played that up of just sort of like someone's in high school, someone's in college. Will it work? Won't it? Um, mm. yeah, so that's so, what it's about. It's a high school college relationship. It's that. I mean, how would you like even describe it? Because it's got so many elements to it. There's a what there is, is the titular too kissing much going booth. on? Like, there's too much. There's way too much going on with like the one the protagonist and then all of the boys. Like, mm-hmm. and and first of all, I can barely tell any of them apart. So right. there's that. But except for yeah, Marco, just, you can't tell the boys apart. Yes, except I can't. Well, I can't tell all the cute little white boys apart. Like they're adorable, uh, and I'm just like, who? Which one are you? Because she has so many in her mm, life. Yeah, and some so are friends. Was, I, was, know, I some... was a little bit lost sometimes, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, the one funny thing was like this idea. Like, uh, presumably, right? This isn't written by someone in Gen Z, so it's probably a millennial or mm-hmm. even a Gen Xer's idea of what the lived experience is like of Zoomers right now. Got and it. I like that a lot of it hinges on her being like, first of all, for people who don't know L.A., right, she's she's like she wants to go to Berkeley. That's fine. But then like she thinks like maybe I'll go to Harvard so I can be with my 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 boyfriend. And then her dad, her like, boyfriend oh. is the guy from the first one, right? From the first one. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Except kissing now he's booth there. One. Kissing booth the first. Yes. Right. And now like the dad's like, look, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if we can afford Harvard, you know, because it, it's tough or whatever. But she like lives like. On like in like Laurel Canyon, which if you know LA, like uh-huh. you ain't broke living up there. Uh, right. Because like at one point she's getting her mail, and her address is there saying she lives on Laurel Canyon Boulevard. I'm like, okay, I, I can let that go. Right. Uh, but then there's a, some other timing issues I have. But the other thing is, they find out like what colleges they get into like near their graduation. <laughs> right. You know, like you usually know. Well before you graduate, where the fuck you're going? But like, it's like uh, when they graduate, they're like, "So did you get into Berkeley too?" And it's like, <laughs> right, "What the fuck?" Yeah. You like, you walk across the stage, and they give you like the college you get to go to. Right, <laughs> I got Berkeley. Oh! That's uh, how they. The, yeah. Oh, the thing that would seem like a generational disconnect was uh, the, so because this kid can't afford Harvard, she has to go into like a dance dance revolution competition. 
yeah. to win prize money. Uh-huh. And I was like, who the fuck is playing DDR still? Like, <laughs> How'd you pay retro. your way through college? It's That's retro how, now. Yeah. I was playing Area 51 to get through right. college. Right. Time yeah, crisis too, like a man. <laughs> I okay so what really bugged me about this was the fact that she's allowed to ride a motorcycle right on like on the one uh, like literally like PCH. yes like what the deadliest highway let, in who america who's going to let their 17 year old daughter ride a motorcycle the pch is i think the deadliest or second deadliest uh road in america but that's, that's cool yeah I, and i, I just can only imagine that 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 bugged me i was like your parents are just Incredibly full of neglect, benign right. neglect. <laughs> I mean, Whoops. yeah, but also it doesn't match up geographically. Sorry, it doesn't. It also doesn't match up geographically because if you live on Laurel Canyon, you're not taking PCH to go to school fucking anywhere, you right. know. But um, again, that's me being a angrilino. Well, uh, you know, when you're in L.A., sometimes you just like to take a different route to stop by the ocean real quick on your way. Because it's on the way to everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) You live in L.A. You're always by the ocean. Come on, bro. Just a quick note to anyone who visits Los Angeles and goes, we should go to Santa Monica and like see the water. No, thank you. Don't go on PCH anytime between fucking 1 and 7 p.m. You know, yes. this is gridlocked. So go go in the morning real quick. But it's, I, it's so funny because whenever you have to take PCH somewhere, you always see a group of like confused, confounded tourists and yeah. convertibles who are like looking around like, what? Is there an accident up there? Yeah. And you're like, they're like, welcome to LA, man. It's a fucking hellhole. It's if you want to meet some uh, very authentic Los Angeles uh German tourists go to go to the beach in LA. That's where you meet oh the most authentic of German tourists visiting LA. Uh, what can somebody just explain to me? What is the kissing booth that like do? Is it take place at a carnival? Is there like a carnival where I don't even know what a kissing booth is? But There's, I okay, keep hearing first about all, this movie. The, there was no booth. Nah, okay. it, was a little, Which it was troubling. Was a, like like very disconcerting for me, having grown yeah. up in like purity culture, where it's like you can't just kiss people out in the open when you're in high school on stage. Like, that's right. sinful. Why would you do that? Um, so that was that was odd. It wasn't. I mean, I guess I get it, right? It's like you also can't, as teachers, like send two high schoolers into a booth and have them yeah. close the door. So what is it going to be? But yeah, so basically, they yeah. put on blindfolds before they kiss and they have like this talk at a party no oh, it's like it's, it's like, like at a fucking rally it's like yeah, the, it's on, it's it's on like a, a stage event basically oh and i have you, that just reminded me of this video that went viral did you see the video where the kid kisses his mom like it's a prank where no. the kid oh, no. is like all right like you are gonna kiss one of your classmates and they he like makes out and then the blindfold comes off and it's his mom, like, and it's in front of his whole fucking class. No. Anyways, real viral video that I don't oh, know. Gosh. It might have been staged. It might real have been. Real viral video that's probably one of the hottest ones I've seen on the internet. Uh, <laughs> so. No. What, what's, what section of corn, corn, Pornhub are you using? Yeah. Yeah. I think you. Like know. mom stuff? No. Yeah. Mom no. stuff. Yeah. Mom stuff. <laughs> that's cool. Hashtag mom stuff. <laughs> From how stuff works. Um. Is that it? But is that a thing? Is that based on something? The kissing booth thing? Like, I honestly, the first one again, I was out of my mind. I don't know what, like, I was high. I didn't know what was going on. It doesn't just, seem like it was based on anything that actually happens, just because yeah. I don't know what 
I'm, I guess I'm old. I don't know what kind of school would sanction an event where there's like a kiss off. Right. And this is the trouble of not really knowing the first movie. So if I take it just as this piece on its own, I don't know what the fuck kissing booth is, because to me, it's about a, a young lady who's worried that her boyfriend is hooking up with a hot lady from the UK in Boston and she has to win a DDR competition so she can pay for college. And then okay. she's also kind of like cock blocking her best friend. That's all like that's what I think the movie's about. Got it. Yeah, that's if seems, I distill that, it down. That seems fair. But then she who which one does she kiss? I can't even remember which one she kisses when she finally gets up there. And then she like runs away. Was it Mar- Mar- Marco? It was Marco, I think. Okay. Again, because they yeah. kissed after the DDR competition. Look, it's if the if any of these words or combination of words appeals to you, then yes, by all means, uh, check it out. Check it it's out. over two hours though, so it's it was so a long. little. It is uh, so long. Trying. Animal Crackers is also long for a kids movie. It's an hour Bro? and fifty, but it's uh oh like that's long. Like usually, I'm talking. I'm I'm looking for eighty to a hundred minutes, a hundred okay. oh, tops. Um, Animal Crackers, a uh, very solid premise for a kids movie. What if those cookies? Kids still, uh, my kids at least, two year old and four year old still fuck with Animal Crackers. Those are uh, is that brand still going strong with the like, yeah the we got a whole big barrel thing. of them and then, wait, like, wait I, we get the Trader Joe's ones. Which ones do you guys get? <laughs> I think we got ours at Costco okay. years ago, and we're still working our way through that. Yeah, got um, it. but yeah. So the the premise of this is: what if those cookies turned you into the animal you ate, bro? Think oh, about that. Shit, like um, animorphs. Exactly. Um, okay. But I feel like the people who made it were like changing their mind about what it what the movie was going to be as it went. Because oh, no. it like opens with a musical number sung by the villain, played by uh, Ian McKellen, and he's really like going uh, in, Sir Ian McKellen, Sir Ian, I'll have you know. Um, but the song is just real bad, and then it's almost like they realized how bad the song was because there's no more musical numbers except for like <laughs> one more song by the by that dude later. I think they were just like, oh, yeah, God. Sir Ian, you can just like do your thing, but otherwise, this is not a musical. Um, there's, uh, they do a musical montage to Queens don't stop me now that works really well, but they don't have, there's not like, it's not a musical except for that. (laughs) Um, which I thank them. Uh, and how do your kids respond? Uh, so feeling the music, I meant musically. Cause I know that like, right. that's a good barometer. Yeah. If the track is lit. It it was not lit. The kids did not oh, dance. The kids boy. were, but they, but there's a lot going on while it's happening. So they yeah. were just, they were just settling in. Vibing. Um, mm-hmm. my son, my four year old is going through a period where he does this like fake laugh that's kind of startling. Uh, so that was something that it it just kind of happens at random throughout. So, but there there are some good good moments of physical comedy as they're as you would expect when people are. Constantly turning into animals. Um, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt are. Oh, that's right. Uh, they're probably like the best thing about it. They have like a chemistry that comes across in the voice performances. the The cast is definitely the best thing about it. It's uh, like you got Danny DeVito in there. You got Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Sir <laughs> Ian. Like it really, they like went all in on the cast, and um, it's. It's fine. It's like they really went all in for Gilbert Gottfried. I mean, (laughs) 
I mean, but when you're talking about Yaga, like that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done some classic, classic roles. Then he lost his whole fucking Aflac check when he had to make a Japanese tsunami joke. I remember. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Um, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, y'all. There was also a 9/11 thing that he did. I think that was. Oh yeah, look, well, well, what? He likes to have him do animal crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Likes to go with the edgy stuff. Um, The animal crackers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it was good, I guess. Or are you saying it's good? Are you? No, I was, I would say like of the kids movies, uh, you've had to sit through, I've had to sit through. It's probably like right around trolls. It's not great. It's like fine. The kids really enjoyed it. Probably sub trolls. I would say sub trolls. So, you know, trolls, I would say two and a half stars. This would be more around two. Fine. Is not as bad as what as I started watching it, I looked up like the history of it and it was like funded by Harvey Weinstein uh, and like the Weinstein company. Then like when they went away, they switched to, I think, like Relativity Media and that company went under like right as like the movie was supposed to be coming out. So it just like had a absolutely cursed uh, road to to children's eyeballs. But I don't know. The my standard for what is like when when you look at some of this shit, I I have this little section uh that I've had on the doc for a little bit about just how like the really shitty YouTube stuff I've talked about for a while, like that's just basically like guess and check like viral videos where they just like put a bunch of bright colors and catchy like nursery rhymes to like music to like hypnotize kids like that shit is now infiltrating Netflix. There's this thing called Coco Melon that is uh it's a transport from the kids YouTube world and it's Oh no. It's not great. It was it's that that guy who like tracks the success of things on Netflix was like writing gushingly about it. he was like, I it's not slowing down. It's so successful. Uh and it's just is just garbage, but it's kids' like, mouths are opening wider as they right, watch. Yeah, the drool just running down their chins is unbelievable. Uh, so I will take something that actually has a story and you right. know a coherent logic over fucking Coco Melon. Um, but yeah, should try try harder. Netflix, don't don't go with this just garbage. <laughs> I mean, if it's about watch time, you know those people. Those, then that those boardrooms are like, look, man. If we're if we need eyeballs, man, just get this YouTube crap on here too. Exactly. Take a That's, page out of their book. Yeah, and it's just we'll just rot people's heads from the inside out. Yeah, I mean, we had a process in the '70s where children's TV became regulated and needed to have like educational value, and now we've got this like overstuffed brain butter, like just goes down easy, but. Yeah. It's just made by some amateur who has no experience with child development who just kind of data hacked his way into knowing what two-year-old brains respond to. And that's not right. Good. It like puts a wig on and like throws gravy at a wall and is like, baby. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? It says nine billion views. Oh yeah. my gosh. I mean, some of them are cute. Like some of the little oh, YouTube they're super shows cute. are cute. And then some of them are just like, why am I watching this child opening 18 presents right now? Like, I don't oh, understand. Yeah. That's the whole unboxing thing dark. is is the unboxing so, like, mystery thing, box the stuff, shits. 
Uh-huh. Have yeah. you seen the ones where it's like adult, like re- it's live action stuff and it's like adults who do stuff to entertain kids, but it's yeah. like really My weird. My kids and love like, those. Like, like, like I have to. Haunted. I just, it's, yeah. Chris Pratt has one. Like he does one with his kids on YouTube. Oh, that's that. just yeah it uh anyway so i think oh, some yeah, of them i think some of them are actually cute and educational and then some of it is horrific i mean chris pratt's is i actually was watching some of it over the weekend and i think it's pretty cool the whole <laughs> oh, like it? way well the way he made the entire passion of the christ accessible to young children uh, <laughs> i'm sorry like, the torture I, scenes uh, i really um, thought what? it was really something exceptional uh <laughs> wow. so credit to him Mm-mm. Getting no. the word of God out there. <laughs> it's no. exactly the passion of the Christ, except instead of blood, sparkles and confetti come out when uh, Jesus is being whipped. And they talk about the cat with nine tails. It's an actual cat with nine tails rather than a no. nine-legged oh whip. It's really something else. And Pontius Pilate <laughs> is a pilot who drives yeah. a plane. <laughs> and Barabbas is a caveman. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um... Now I'm stressed out thinking that he's like proselytizing for Christianity on his little. YouTube who knows? Show. I mean, I that was. I just know for those of you who a, don't know that was a joke, but uh, could be real. You never know. Yeah, he's a yeah. Um, he's a cool guy. A cool guy uh, who just the has Christ, a little dude. story to tell you about a bit a man named JC and his twelve friends who have a pretty yeah. sick message. Uh, cool. Well, Tori, it's been a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist as always thank you uh where can people find you and follow you um usually i'm on the internet so hell yeah cool yeah i I mean i feel like i feel like most of us are there these days (laughs) um but yeah my twitter and instagram are just at tori glass t-o-r-i so um yeah and my website is whitehomework.com you can check out my podcast patreon all that good stuff Nice. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I might need to unpack this for you, but it's important. Okay. <laughs> so the tweet, uh, the tweet, hot take, teaching missionaries, like church missionaries, that it takes eight no's for someone to say yes is part of the reason why so many people in church don't get what consent is. Oh, my God. And that's what they told us in church. That's literally Eight like when, you it. when we would go and like, um, you know, go to the mall and try to get people to come to church or whatever. Yeah, that's what they would tell us. They're like, it takes eight. No. So you either tell the person eight times before you wear them down enough to get them to come to church with you or you have to tell eight people. So eight no's yeah. to get a yes. What is Very consent? Cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just keep keep chipping away like Christ would <laughs> at their will. Yep. That's just how, how you do it. Woo. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me and uh, where? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. We're just talking about 90 Day Fiance. You know the vibes over there. Uh, a tweet I like. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't really been in, on Twitter, so I don't have a tweet. Oh, oh really? wait, I, I, this is another one. From last week, I you know I'm just, I like I got to throttle off that shit. It's yeah. uh, it really fucks with my like blood pressure and shit, and fucks with my well being. Like I'm not fu- I'm not joking when I say I'm like you people who follow me on Instagram. I haven't posted shit on there in months, like since fucking April. Okay, I'll hit you with a story or two, but 
it's there's something about when you get pulled into that thing and you like when I realize how I'm the lack of thinking that's going on as I use it, I'm like, no, no, no. I need to be more like <laughs> intentional with what I'm giving my attention to rather than just sort of becoming a passive writer to my fucking phone screen. Anyway, with all that said, uh, past guest Yodoye Travis at Yodoye OT uh, tweeted, if I get one more producer telling me they can take more black projects because of, quote, everything going on, I'm oh. exiting the Zoom. And that's F-A-C-T-S facts. Mm-hmm. With everything going on. Ooh, that, that, yeah, that euphemism for like uh, whatever, white guilt 3.0 or whatever they're calling it, you know, everything that's going on right now. So everything just, that's going on now more than ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like so, like, diversity. You know what I mean? Uh, Gotta get diverse. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to diversity university this, this nope. year, guys. Oh uh-uh. my god. And Cancel it. Miles, we just gave them an idea. Cancel culture right now. They're gonna use that. Bro, take me to diversity university. Well, they can't now because they get federal funding and they can't talk about diversity with if they get any money from the federal government. Come on down to George Soros Diversity University. Tweet I've been enjoying. Went tweeted. Hate it when I slip up while changing a roll of toilet paper and the spring loaded holder. F- <laughs> and the spring loaded holder. F- <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. This is great. Uh, and the spring loaded holder fires the cardboard tube straight up my asshole. I don't know why <laughs> that, I couldn't get that out, but that's very funny to me. Uh, serious misfire. Serious misfire. What the fuck uh, are you doing? On- why, why was it back there to start with? I don't, <laughs> it just happens sometimes. I mean, that's fair. You're, You're just changing it. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> that just reminds me. There's so, like, there's so many stories of people showing up in the emergency room where they're just like, yeah, I don't know. How it got happened, man. It's just like, you uh-huh. know, I fell backwards onto, On, onto my plunger. And then, like, I did it five more times in a row, and that's why all of He-Man, all of He-Man's action figures are up my asshole. So I've got um, Skeletor and She-Ra up there. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, got a toy up there. You can oh find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What are we riding into this fine week? You know, you're going into the week. You're like, oh, man, I need something to just... You know, vibe too. Nothing, nothing too freaky. Cause I just Vibes gotta keep it level. Oh, okay. you know how VYBZ. <laughs> and I was looking through, and I see this artist, and I go, "This is a weird name." Eight Tycho. Yo, like, this is a fucking weird name. And then I'm like, yeah. "What is H T I E K A L?" And I'm like, well, "Hold on, let me." Backwards is Lakeith. And then I look, and on this album cover is Lakeith Stanfield. And Lakeith Stanfield has been making music, y'all. Um, and when I it, tell this, you that it sounds like what you would expect his music to sound like, just picture that in your mind, and then yeah, it kind I mean, of for th- is what you would expect. Yeah, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, not only a fantastic actor, but also a great musician, it turns out. Uh, this track that he has is called Fast Life, and he is on his 
Kid Cuddy. You might he might as well be called Lakeith Muscuddy. Uh because <laughs> the vibes on this track are like I'm not joking. He is just going in on like basically his own Kid Cuddy thing. And it's not bad. So yeah. uh Lakeith, take it away. This is a t- Kid a Catchy. More like, yeah. it's Woo, like a catchy Kid Cuddy. Fast life. Take mm. this fast life into the week. All right. Well, we are going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. So pretty girl with down, would you like to dance? Well, first you gotta put your phone down. She looked up and she told me, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Look at how she run my mind. Wonder what strange things she find. For your girl, I'm dumb.